what's your story? This is Success Stories with Kendra Hall, where inspirational people come to tell their story so that you can write your own. Here's Kendra. If you have ever had the thought that maybe what we need is a little bit more good in the world, a little more positivity, and wondered how exactly to make that happen, my next guest talks about it. Now, he's not going to give you a three-step plan, but through the stories he shares, it's pretty clear how each of us finding and then living our best selves can create the positive change the world needs right now. Today's guest is Michael Jai White, an actor, martial artist, screenwriter, and director that you may recognize from his work in hits like The Dark Knight, Tyson, and Why Did I Get Married? A modern-day man of all trades, White's newest venture has taken him back to his home community in Connecticut to launch the state's first mini-major film studio, Gigantic Studios, Studio One, this summer. Michael, welcome to Success. I am so excited to hear your stories. Thanks for having me. Okay, so just for context, because I I feel like it's always helpful, you are not on the East Coast right now. You are in Sherman Oaks, California. Is that right? Yes, I am. Yeah, for uh, another week. So you're doing the bi-coastal thing. Oh, yeah. So in addition to the big studio, are you doing work in uh, L.A. and Hollywood as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just finished a movie in, in Illinois uh, about, uh, about five days ago. So, oh you know, I'm, I'm bouncing around. I'm go, you know, so on days off, I'm going to Connecticut and, and uh, you know, kind of like kissing babies and, and <laughs> juggling and things like that. Just doing studio business. So, I love you know, that. Yeah. I love that on days off you go to the company you started. That doesn't <laughs> sound like a day off to me, but I, I understand right. how that goes. So, Michael, mm-hmm. I want to start kind of at the very beginning. I, mm-hmm. I I know that you know you're you're an actor. You've heard in the introduction, lots of great projects to your name. What was your? And I always find I'm just fascinated by actors and actresses because it's it's one of those things that I think people say, oh, I want to be an actor, an actress when I grow up. And it's this dream that people have that so few actually accomplish mm. or, or make happen. So, and I find that each person who does, their, their story is completely different. So how yeah. did you end up doing this? Well, it, it's, it's, yeah, I, I know I have a different story. I, I've been, I've been, I've been on, my, on my own since I was 14. I didn't know I wanted to be an actor. Uh, had I had, you know, other insight, I was doing stuff like that my entire life. I was put on puppet shows when I was in third and fourth grade. I'd create my own kind of stories, and I was shooting my own films with Super 8, a, a, a Super 8 camera yes. when I was 10. But uh, I never really thought that it was something that I would take serious because, you know, as you get older, you got to, you know, you got to, you know, take jobs that, you know, make money and all that type of stuff. And mm-hmm. So it's just that the, you know, left and right brain is, you know, I'm like, I'm <laughs> I want something tangible. I didn't know any actors. Right? right. So so, you know, I was a I was teaching school. I was a school teacher, but still on my on my time off, I'd always go out for uh, commercials and uh, other acting work. Um, just because it was something that I was interested in, right? So, I mean, all throughout college, I do theater courses and everything else because I just almost felt like that was like my little vacation. Wow. Yeah, so I didn't, there wasn't, I wasn't taking it serious as this is a thing to do uh, for your livelihood, you know? Wow. Because, I mean, all the actors I knew had blue hair and had, you know, they were, (laughs) They were like, you know, please pay attention to me type folks, right? Very right. extroverted people. And I'm like, I, I, I don't identify with that. So I didn't think I had what it took. I, I thought there was just something that, you know, that you had to have that kind of thing. Wow. But, but, uh, but that, maybe that ended up being an advantage because you were just doing it because you loved it, not because you were expecting something out of it. And I feel like yeah. that's a much better energy to put out into the world if you're, you know, then can, yeah. what can I get from this? And I was a fascinating, I was, I was a student of humanity mm. tremendously. Like I've, like, like, uh, like I said, I've been on my own since I was 14. So I knew every type of person out there. Mm-hmm. I had friends with people who, 
Uh, I mean, actually, I remember when my 16th birthday had to tried to uh, have a um, a birthday party, and it looked like like uh, we were there on the cusp of, of war because I had so many factions that like six to eight factions of people who would have nothing to do with each other if not <laughs> for me. Like friends going, well, how, what? How do you know those people? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But that's who I was, and that's that's my strength as a filmmaker. Is because I just think I've always seen things from all kinds of perspectives. I've never come from just one marginalized like way of looking at things. So, so tell me, you've you've mentioned it a couple of times, being on your own at fourteen. I think maybe we should start even earlier. What is life on your own at fourteen like? Well, I grew very fast. I was very, very. I mean, I grew up in a tough environment. I was originally, you know, I was originally from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of built armor early on. I was, mm-hmm. um, uh, I looked, I was the size of a grown man at thirteen. You know, I really mm-hmm. haven't grown since, like maybe an inch since I was thirteen, and I was quite big. Had this voice as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was like people thought I was a lot older, and I behaved like I was a lot older. All, all of my friends were. You know, way older than me, mm. and um, and so I, you know, I, you know, was having problems with, you know, uh, I don't know, authority and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, and so I was just out there, you know, and so luckily, I mean, I, I the few seeds got planted at the right time, and it turned my life around, and I realized that. You know, I, I wanted a different life for myself. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and I knew education was going to provide me that. So you went to, you were in college, but not for theater. You took theater classes and then you became a teacher. You were a teacher for a couple years. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like three years. Yeah. And then going on uh, auditions for commercials. When was your first... You know, it sounds cliche, but the first big break, like when did when did you get the call or um, have that sense that, oh, wait, maybe maybe I am the kind of person. Maybe I don't have Mm. to be the you know, super extroverted me, me, me. Maybe who I am is able to to do this as a career. Yeah, my, my first real break that took me from teaching um, when I, I found out I was going to be a, a dad, mm-hmm. uh, I basically said, "Look, I, I, I got to take these things serious. I got to, I got to. Um, I was about to leave teaching. I was, I was about to become a cop. Wow, you know, because I wanted to be able to work overtime and, you know, and stack as much money as I can because I knew at that time I eventually wanted to have enough money banked up so I can pursue the acting." Mm-hmm. Uh, and give it a good shot for it and maybe take a leave of absence from the uh, police force and then, you know, have that as uh, something to stabilize me should I, you know, should the acting not work. That was the idea. But um, right before, like two days before I would, was due to go to the academy, I, I booked a major uh, off-Broadway play. Uh, oh. It was To Kill a Mockingbird. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was a lead uh, as Tom Robinson in To Kill a Mockingbird with uh, major, like, Tony Award winners, George Grizzard, Catherine Hooten, like, m- huge people. And, and, I, and I was n- a no one. I, and it was I, your I, first thing? That was your first thing? That wow. was my first major thing that told me maybe I'm doing the right thing because the people I had to, uh, you know, kind of beat out for that role were really established in Broadway. And, and so that said, hey, Mike, I think you're doing the right thing. Wow. Yeah, so, so that's, that's what led me to uh, leave uh, you know, the police or in, in, in teaching and in the, in the pursuit of acting. So, so let me ask you this because I mean, this is all audio, so no one can see you, but, mm-hmm. but like you're, you're, you're a big guy, like you're tough, you're strong. I can see all of that. Tell me though, when you went into that first 
rehearsal or the read through or whatever, whatever that first thing is when you sit down with the rest of the cast and you're looking around at these other incredible actors, Broadway, you know, legends. Was there a part of you that was nervous? Like, did you, we hear a lot about imposter syndrome thinking like, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe I've, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know if I can, did you, did you see the people around you and their experience in this being like your first big break? And were you intimidated by it or were you just automatically like, all right, let's, let's do this. Do you remember that first day? I, I must have a missing chip, <laughs> but <laughs> it never, that never occurred to me. Oh, gosh. Never, never have I ever been intimidated yeah. in acting. Or, and even since then, I mean, uh, my first real big break for uh, in movies was the, uh, the Mike Tyson story. And, and I was playing, you know, opposite George C. Scott. And, and I just, I never could wrap my head around being intimidated because I, I go, wait a minute, since he's a great actor, I have to work less because he's so believable. Like, uh, this, is a, this is a confidence booster. You know, so I, I wouldn't... But, yeah, yeah. I, I need to know more about this because whatever chip you dropped and lost to somewhere, I'm pretty sure I picked up. And I'm like, <laughs> oh gosh, I should be, I should be worried that I'm, I'm talking, that I'm even talking to you, right? I should be intimidated. So, so your thought is you see these great people, you're sitting with them. So that should be a confidence booster, not a confidence inhibitor. Yeah. That- yeah. I mean, I don't, I... Uh, probably because you know what my 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 heroes were never actors. Mm. My heroes were just people I thought were good people who were, who were selfless and did things for others. I mean, those have always been my my. There was those are the, always the top of the list to me on, as far as human beings are concerned. Mm-hmm. And so, somebody who is a good actor, it's it's a great skill. Just like somebody who plays basketball, but I'm like, it's a game. It's mm-hmm. great. They're good at it. But what does that mean? You know, it, it, you know, I, mm. I don't know. It's just it's just I never got the intimidating thing. Interesting. I never un, I never I, I think I never quite understood it. That's why to this day, I don't understand when people make a big deal about me. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I go, oh, well, oh, like, I mean, I every day I live, I don't remember I'm an actor. Right. But but it's it's I don't know. It's it's I go because uh, I just in, re, in reality, who the be, I, my belief is the best actors on this planet. We don't know who they are and we'll never know who they are. Mm. You know, every actor that, you know, is they're there by way of other things as not just acting. Mm. You know, they have to have a look. Yeah, yeah. They have to have a, they, you know, it's like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't look this, a certain way as well, you know? So, right. So I can't think of, oh, this guy's a be- best actor. This is the, you know, it's like, well, you, you know, if it yeah. wasn't. I mean, Meryl Streep is the, I think the best, best human being actor I've ever heard of, you know? But if she didn't look like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. great. She has a look that can, she can look like so many people, which right. is amazing. Which is a skill in and of itself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but there's certain, I mean, there's certain structure that mm-hmm. her, their faces she's born with that makes it even easier for her to meld into different, different characters. Yeah. But if she didn't look that way, I mean, she happens to have a look that, you know, is up there with her talent. Yeah. But it's like, if she didn't look that way, would you know? Would you ever know who she was? It's it's kind yeah. of a it's kind of a trip. So I I just look like I look at it like that, and I go, oh, yeah, that's that's great. Um, some you know somebody's the, the best basketball player in the world. Well, they're pretty tested against the best basketball players. You yeah. Know? So you know they may have bragging rights with their their the, you know their abilities are tested, but still it's a game. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're better than someone. And so with actors in the whole acting pool, yeah, you may have skill, but a large 
part of that has to do with some other things that you're not in control of. So I never thought of it as a reason to be cocky. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's such a when you were as I'm as I'm listening to you, there were a few things that you said that I feel like I could take or anyone listening could take and bring mm-hmm. into that next situation uh, where maybe they aren't missing your uh, in the intimidation chip like you are. Mm-hmm. And so where they're feeling intimidated. And one of the things you said was that your biggest heroes, the people you admire most were the people who who do great work as, as, as humans, not necessarily professionally, but those mm-hmm. who are involved in the community. I'm thinking of all the things that that might mm-hmm. add up to. And, and what an interesting strategy then. The next time that you're walking into a room or a situation where someone is feeling intimidated to remember, because of the people who are going to be in there, remember all of the other people who you truly admire the people that mm-hmm. you know in your life and what you admire them for that maybe aren't just what they do at work that could be a really great you know a little backdoor around feeling like an imposter in a room and then the second thing the other thing that really stood out to me is when you said we will in many cases never know the best actors and to know that um you know, anytime you, you feel that sense of intimidation to know that even the people around you who are so excellent, there's, there's many others who are equally as good. And maybe it takes some of the pressure off the ones that you're, you're looking at right now. Now, I know, Michael, you probably don't understand any of this because you don't have the intimidation <laughs> chip in you. But that was really, for someone who just has never felt that way, talking to someone who often feels that way, mm-hmm. uh, and listeners who often feel that way, there were a few things in there that I think could be uh, really, really useful. So thank you for that. that oh, that'll, well. that'll help me. Well, 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 well thank you. <laughs> you did it. You did it. So, so what... Um, what are some of the favorite, like, what is your favorite part? And, of course, we want to talk about the new studio that you're opening. I, I want to hear the thought and the hope behind that. But since we're, we are here talking about acting, what are your favorite parts about acting? What do you, what do you love about it? Something that maybe from the outside uh, someone wouldn't expect. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, it informs people about humanity that they would never, um, about humanity they'd never encounter, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's a really big teacher. Mm. And if you, I think the responsibility of an actor is to recreate humanity honestly, mm. you know? Because you, you're really informing a lot of people's, and, and a lot of people's judgment come from what they've seen depicted on film and television. You're right. Yep, yeah, you're right. And so I think it's it's quite powerful when done right, you know. So it's uh, even though you know it's entertainment or whatever, but it goes really beyond that. Do you does does that belief um, inform the projects that you say yes or no to, knowing that so much of uh, so much of our lives? are informed by, by what we see on television or in the movies? Do you, do you take then your roles seriously? Yeah. I mean, everything is, everything, you know, is, um, every project's different, but like, like as far as taking on things, uh, for the company, what, what, you know, our, our goal is I want to, I want to do things and I believe that you can entertain folks and you could teach uh, without necessarily a soapbox, you, I think there's some of the, the most effective ways of teaching is, are in nuance, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, it's not that whole look at me, look at me, look how smart I am type of thing. I, 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 don't, I never think that that's the, the greatest way of teaching. I, I like, you know, I like teaching uh, someone and, and they don't know they've been taught to, to like, to like Till later, you know. Yeah. Uh, you think you know? So, so that's that's what's interesting to me, you know, to, to create entertainment that ticks several boxes. 
what are some of your what are some of the projects that you've worked on that you felt like have been uh, real teaching moments? Well, you know, there's there's a number of things that I've directed, written, and I I write under a pseudonym a lot of times, <gasps> and, and and because you know I really I, I always like honesty. So mm. if someone does not know who wrote it, you know they're going to be completely impartial, you mm. know, unbiased. So even if it's um, I've given scripts to my manager and put, you know wrote a, a female pseudonym over it. And if he, you know, likes it, it's like, hey, where did this come from? What? And, and and I'm like, you know, uh, I've I don't lie. I, right. <laughs> I try, you know, try to find ways to, to say things because you know what it, what it is is I, I always want the I just want the honest truth. People are biased sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you like me, you might tend to give me the benefit of the doubt when you're reading something that I've mm-hmm. written. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't want you. I don't want that. That's that. That doesn't do me any good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I, you know, I just want the honest, the honest truth. So you know, that, that's why you know I kind of do things that way. Um, and being a parent and, uh, and a teacher, I just know that there's ways that you can reach people effectively. Um, you know, and and it's and it's not, it's not um, you say, saying, "Oh wow, you, you you know, look at this this message." I you know, I I, I made my point very creatively uh it's not about your success in making the point or showing somebody you know kind of one-upping or showing somebody something it's the it's the effect you've given them mm-hmm. you know it's it's not you know it's it's in nuance but sometimes people get held up in making their point and, but if they're, if their point the point that you're making is not having the desired effect of that individual, then what's the point? Then then that's kind of self-aggrandizing. That's just kind of um, that's kind of feeding your ego. Mm-hmm. But it's it's about being effective. And so I think the best movie making is doing something effective and not just saying, "Look how smart I am." You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you when you write? What does what does I can't even imagine writing a screenplay or writing a piece that would appear on film or on stage where and you've you, you've done several like you've you've mm-hmm. written several things like what does that where does the idea come from how what does that writing even look like like what is your process when you're writing something well, I mean, I you know, there's that term, write what you know. Yeah. And so I think I, I've I've traversed a life that not many people have um, experienced in my industry. Um, some of the, some of the things that you know, I, I at one time lived a life that you know you see just in action movies. You know, there's like things that were, were just commonplace that would make there's so many movies that's in my life <laughs> that, that you wouldn't even believe right. you know growing up uh, um so and i could bring the honest glimpse into those things the nuance that other people who who um you know didn't have to survive what i survived and uh, you know to bring to the forefront and there's a lot of stories that could be told and just just humanity, how I've um, experienced it. So, I mean, really, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have a, a specific, um, I, I would say, uh, message, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and then I think what's benefited me is that I've always never looked at life from one prism, you know? And I've never marginalized myself. So... What has come out of me via uh, writing and um, producing has, uh, has um, I guess, excited quite a few, and it continues to. I've got some pretty exciting uh, projects coming up. That, that Can I you think, tell us? Can you tell us about any of them, or are they secret? Well, one of them is going to be coming out not not too long from now, hopefully. Uh, one of them is called uh, the Outlaw Johnny Black. It's it's a 
it's a faith-based action western uh, romantic comedy drama. <laughs> All in one. It's equal parts of each. And so <laughs> it's funny because some of my test folks who who've seen the movie have all said, I've never seen a movie anything like this. And uh, and and it works on a lot of levels. Uh, what, what what is the message? What's the what's the message that that people are walking away with from that one? The nuanced for, message. It's forgiveness. Really? It's un- understanding people and and understanding that, you know, um, how powerful forgiveness actually is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we watch it, what are, knowing that that you draw from your own life's experiences, is there a scene that we should look out for and be like, oh, yeah, that was, that was Michael's life right there? Anything? Well, I mean, you don't know. Well, almost everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, but there's um, I just really, I mean, really understanding. If people... One one of my philosophies is I, I love being wrong because every time I'm wrong, I learn something new. Yeah. Right. And that's benefited my life and, and the life of my children, my family so much. And I just think we're on this planet together. We can look so learn from each other. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. You could you could have all these opposing views of who I am or whatever. And, and I, you could, we can still learn from each other. Yeah. You know, even people that you go, well, like still, like when I talk about when I was 16 and people go, well, what, what connection do you have with that person? <laughs> um, yeah. It, you know, and I, <laughs> I just think about it. Like uh, two days ago, my wife and I, were, we were, uh, you know, we were we were having dinner with a, a, a really good friend and, you know, his, his wife. And and I, you know, when I just think about it, how the visual probably looked to other people was like kind of confusing because, you know, my friend, he's got tattoos all over him and a swastika right here. Oh, oh, <laughs> right? oh there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, you know, he's a member of a biker gang in the past, but this, his, his tattoos show a past, um. you know, not for who he is now. Right. But I know visually people are like, what? is that about right? <laughs> yeah. but it's like it, it, it's it, it, in like like i said this was like the other night but th- i've always been that person to 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 where there's something beneath you know what what we look you know um the the, the surface of, of of everything mm-hmm. um and before we especially in this, this day and age we just have to relegate somebody as, as uh, that's that type of person, and that's all they are. Yep. You know, yep. it's 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 so it's such a waste of time. We're we spend so much time on this stupid hate stuff, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and, and you see some more and more reinforcement, especially in the social media and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, where. You know, all all of the negativity has a direct correlation to money. You know, mm-hmm. these clicks and everything else that's making people that's making people richer by making your life look more cloudy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, hey, I, you know, dare I say, I have some perspectives that uh, might tend to unite more than divide. Which is. Um which is controversial in and of itself to, you know, to really, mm-hmm. to be able to see those, like to, as you said, the, the clicks that, the, the division is, there's money to be had in division, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and to pursue, to consciously pursue uniting people, just like you did at your 16th birthday party, mm-hmm. right? To bring them all together, like that is a... We need we need more of that on a very real level, like not just a talking about it level, but an action level. I, I really, I really, honestly, I really think the biggest money is in uniting. Yeah. Really, it really it is. It's just that. Uh, is it slower <laughs> money? Maybe takes oh, longer yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it's worth it exactly you know? yeah but, <laughs> exactly uh, yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, it's it's far more. The, I mean, it's far more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. But just it's just the positive is not celebrated as much. Exactly, which is un- unfortunate. Well. But the fortunate thing is, and this brings us to um, one of your one of your new projects, which is the studio that mm-hmm. you created. And as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking about someone who, because I don't, I don't think there are. You are one of the few actors, few black actors, to open up your own studio, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. have this space to tell the stories and to help create the stories that now as this conversation is happening that you mm. you believe in and and feel like should be told is that is that part of what what i mean i can't imagine how much work it would be to open your your own studio on top of everything else that you're still doing. Really, what, what was the motivation for, for diving into this? Well, it's the amount of joy that, that supersedes anything else. You mm-hmm. know, the, the amount of joy that, uh, that it results from being able to do something and employ people and, um, and you know, teach kids that there's alternates to, to honor and, you know, and uh, and success and all of that. I mean, with with my backers and what have you, I'm able to, you know, bring this industry into an environment that would have had nothing. That it has very little um, in ways of um, you know proving that the future isn't anything but bleak. Mm-hmm. Uh, like man, that's like. The truth of the matter is, I'm a servant. You know, I'm, you know, I'm an entertainer. You know, what 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 is that? That you know, we serve others, mm-hmm. and so that's really me operating at my highest. You know, <laughs> my you know my highest ability. You know, yeah. so that's that's yeah. what it is. So, yeah, it could be a daunting task, but it's man, it's a joyous one because I'm mean, I'm living true to who I am. So you mentioned being, you mentioned a couple of things here, employing people, being like the location. So tell me, I mean, I I have the notes here. I know where it is, but Mm -hmm. tell me where the studio is and why that matters, why it matters to you, why, why it matters to the industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I I went back to my hometown Mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, I've, um, what what's happen, what it just so just so happened I wanted to shoot some films back in my hometown and it was a couple of that have been kind of autobiographical in nature and uh I said well you know and I had two Oscar winners who wanted to produce with me and they said well I've got a deal here at at you know this this studio and whatever I said well, hold on let me I want to really try to amass a um, a laundry list of why you know, we should shoot in, in Connecticut. And when I went... Because yeah. when, when your hometown I, is New Haven, Connecticut, right? Yeah, you were Bridgeport. born in Brooklyn. You were born in Brooklyn, but... Moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut, went Bridgeport. to school in, in New Haven. Okay. And so, yeah. you know, so that, mm-hmm. that that whole thing. So, um, so you know, I wanted to, you know, have my, uh, uh, my excuses to shoot there. And one thing led to another in that a lot of the... Um, the money people, the backers, started to put together that, hey, well, wait a minute. They started thinking about my my background and as a school teacher, and, and I do a lot of motivational speaking um, ever since I left Connecticut. And that so they started kind of connecting to, I guess, my narrative mm-hmm. and started encouraging me to think bigger. And... Um, and you know when I when I was looking at getting these movies done there, I realized that because I was getting buildings uh, offered from you know uh, political you know uh, institutions and said, oh, if you're doing this, we will donate this. We'll do-. and I'm going. Well, what's going to happen is that I'm going to end up. This is going to be a studio basically because. Yeah. 
you know, with the sets and everything else, well, once I'm done with this, someone else can shoot films here. Mm-hmm. You know, we will have the infrastructure. And so everything just kept building and building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of was tantamount to a win-win situation for a lot of people. And well, with the tax, the tax credit in Connecticut as well, mm-hmm. uh, which we're working on even getting better. It's already started with a 30% mm-hmm. tax credit. And then uh, there's something called in, in, um, opportunity zones, which yep. is, you know, a big tax yep. break for those who invest. And so we started really coming up with a lot of win-win situations. And, uh, and so it just kind of like took a life on, on its own and... And here we are, and we're just we're just building and building. And well, and you mentioned which, which I which I love, and I find so honorable. You mentioned it; it was kind of just as part of a sentence, but um, employing people and mm-hmm. and providing jobs in this hometown, and and I think it's also opportunities for other people in theater, right? Because aren't there um, isn't there like a drama? Well, there's a school called Yale. Oh, just that little school called. Just that little school. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, it's not only make locks, but they, they're, they're big institutions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we have connections with them. And, and uh, we had some really exciting things with the theater, uh, with, with academies around there, with Sacred Heart University, which yeah. is... Uh, which I, I was the keynote um, speaker at the graduation this past mm-hmm. uh, this past year. Um, I, yeah, there's 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 a lot of um, tremendous situations set up there. Yeah, uh, and a lot of and, and it excites me to perform at at my t- top of my level. You know, yeah. which is really is t- to serve. You know, that's what I'm here for. So that's like. That's where I've, I feel like I'm in my element. I think it's interesting to hear this uh, iteration of your career, even though it, it all kind of overlaps and it's not necessarily on a clear cut timeline. But it's very clear in in the story that you've shared and the progression of this conversation. You know your 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 servant attitude, um, but but not only you know it wasn't just. It wasn't just acting. It was, you know, it's well. That's not. That's not the only. That's not. uh, Not enough in. Not in a greedy way, but I feel like I have more to give. And then it's kind of. And now here you are. And I love hearing you express this as your highest level and performing at your highest level. But this isn't even performance. You're. This is business ownership. You know, like. But that. Mm -hmm. That is. And I think people, um, in some of the conversations that I've had with other guests, I just finished talking with uh, Carly Patterson, who won the Olympic gold medal when she was 16 years old, you know, and that mm. you could see that is like the epitome. But then what, what is your next highest level? And to, to always be thinking and, and open to, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing this well, but how can I serve and perform at my at my highest level and, and what could that next level be? And I have a quote here that I believe is yours or that you had, when you were talking about the studio, um, that you see it as being a space dedicated to developing, producing and distributing high end content focused on positive heroes and powerful narratives set in the genres of action, drama, comedy. We now know Western, all, all, the, all, all of the genres. But why, I mean, that, that's a, why are, because you were one of the first, one of your roles is as a superhero, right? Yeah, yeah, I played Spawn. Uh, it was the first African-American superhero. Right, the first yeah. African-American superhero. Like that yeah. was, so why are the, why are positive heroes and powerful, I would assume positive, again, narratives, why does that matter to you? Why do you think we need more positive heroes? Well, <laughs> we need more positively, positivity anyway. <laughs> uh, I think the, the negative has really kind of, uh, 
you know, the 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 lobbyists for negativity have been <laughs> been flourishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I I I I just tend to. I've always, you know, I've always felt like I've been a uniter of people. Mm-hmm. I've always, um, that's been a strength of mine. I mm-hmm. understand folks and I can understand how to, what what serves many, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really, it's not about a money thing. It's really about something I, I deeply believe in. I think I've been, I've been uh, spared for a reason. It's, it's really a, it's really like unusual that I've made it through what I've made it through. Yeah. And so, so it, it's it's like my my covenant to to being true to who I am, and being being that I really feel like I've been spared for this type of work is way beyond Hollywood for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really about doing the right thing and with no distraction. No distraction whatsoever. And, hey, you know, um, I don't know what's going to stop me, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's, you know, it's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. But I happen to be somebody who I think belongs in this particular um position and uh, and hopefully you know the, these things will continue when i'm gone i was not expecting such as like a uh, source connected like spiritual person to be mm. sitting here like i can feel your connection to your purpose um and your openness to being the vessel the conduit for for that uh to anyone who you've mentioned it a couple times, uh, what you've been through to have survived what you've been through to, what would you say to someone who feels like they're in the middle of surviving, uh, the, the challenges of life? What, what would you say? Because to see you here on the other side of it, what, what would you say to that person? Uh, I spoke to several um, children's groups, uh, at, at-risk kids, um, like uh, not five days ago. And one of the things I told them is that, you know, it's like training. You are in a boot camp. You are going through something that's going to uh, benefit you in the long run. Um, but it's kind of like you're you're running a race with a 50-pound 50, 50 backpack on your back, right? Yeah. It feels unfair, right? But because you you have this albatross, you have this this burden on you. But if you keep running, eventually that that load lightens up, and when that load becomes thirty pounds, you're going to start running by people. Mm-hmm. And when you line up for that race after you've shielded yourself from that fifty pounds, nobody's going to be able to catch up to you. You're going to r- blow right by everybody. But the way you do that is through education. You know, you get yourself educated and you, learn, you use all those street skills and those people skills that had to be super advanced because that's what you had to, you know, live by. Mm-hmm. And you use those to to gain whatever knowledge you, you need. And those people who had the uh, the creature comforts and two-parent households and and things that came easy to them they're not gonna they're not gonna relish success the same way you would Mm -hmm. i'm the happiest person i i know because of the struggles i've had early on Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what roberto bernini said he had the gift of poverty Mm -hmm. i don't know if there's many people as happy as me because of what i went through right and so that's the message i try to really let people know who are in the middle of the struggle is that it gets better. Mm-hmm. And then that sweetness on top of the hill is sweeter than anything. Right. You know, so that's the thing. And it's just a matter of just being consistent. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you take one step at a time and eventually you'll be there, you know, but you got to have a plan and you got to, you know, have discipline to stick to that plan. Wow. I, I would imagine I'm thinking about the kids that you spoke to and what did, could you see the reaction on their faces? Did they, did they get the magnitude of what you were saying? Did they believe it? Oh, did they yeah. believe that things would get better? Oh yeah, yeah I've, I've been, one of the greatest things that that happened that I keep running into is that, I mean, every time I come back, I, I run into people. Mm. I, can't, I can't tell you the amount of people who, who've told me some words of mine change mm-hmm. your life. It happens quite often because I've been doing this since I was a school teacher. Uh, recently, a, a couple of years ago, uh, I was doing this movie uh, in in Texas, in, in Dallas, and I hadn't been to, te- to Dallas in hadn't been there in something like eleven, uh, 11 or twelve years prior, and so twelve years ago, well, whenever I'm doing a movie anywhere, my days off, I check into the 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 boys clubs, the, you know, the uh, whatever, community centers, I just go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thrust myself into the communities and find out where I can, you know, be of some, some help. Um, and, you know, say, you know, I guess about 13 years ago, I was in, in Dallas and I went to an area called South Oak Cliff. And there was a small community center there. And, you know, and I spoke with you know, children at a community center, you know, about, you know, you know, doing the motivational speaking stuff. And um, and so I hadn't been there in quite some time. So when I was recently doing this movie, uh, a buddy of mine who's a producer out there, he, he agreed to take me around. I said, well, we're going to, you know, and he's also a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so. We ended up going to the new and improved version of this South Oak Cliff Community Center, which has now got a health, it's got weights, it's got, it's like, it's like top of the line. And so the, the a young uh, gentleman that was meeting us in the parking lot and was going to take me through, and they, they organized some kids for me, to, he seemed to have some kind of, kind of something up his sleeve. He's... Like, it felt like there was something he wasn't telling me. And I didn't, I didn't know what it was till later. But I, I spoke to the kids. And when I was leaving, that's when this young guy said to me, um, listen, I didn't want to tell you anything. But, um, and he, he was, a, he was a, one of the directors of the community center. He said, um, when you were here last, I was one of those kids. And what you, what you said changed my life. And, uh, you know, and then I'm like, wow, like, I'm glad you didn't tell me till now because I couldn't have kept it together. Right. Because what he had to tell me, you know, had us both in tears in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there's nothing. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I can win an Oscar and not feel that significant. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and because, you know, really it came down to because somebody planted a seed in me earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody came and spoke at my high school and it was the kind of the catalyst for me thinking a little differently. It just planted a seed and I changed. And I just for some reason knew that that guy got to where he was through education and then mm. then my whole world changed. And so I know I've been spared for a certain reason and that's why I do it. You know, so mm. you know, and I'm able to you know, with with the things I'm doing now, I'll be able to affect more of that change. Yeah. Mhm. Uh I do you remember who the speaker was? No, I wish I could. I know, right? So it, you could it, go back and tell and tell the speaker. Yep. I tr- I tried, but at the time, I mean, it was, 
it was it was a Puerto Rican guy who came to my school, right? And he was saying, "I, I earned my walk." I earned, he was a lawyer. Never knew his name. Never paid attention. I was yeah. I was kind of clowning around, but that one little thing that he said mm-hmm. stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to stick with me. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that it was just going to be like, you know, I started doing my work and and once uh, I got out of high school and I actually won a, an award for self improvement and a small scholarship. I didn't know the the significant that that man was going to play. I but know. Yeah. And then then I got I go to school and I say I want to study law. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's because that guy did. You know. Yes. That was just that was it. And I still didn't know the guy's name because I didn't know how significant it was going to be till late, till way later. Wow. You know. Well, I mean, it's who knows. So if you're if you're mm. that guy, if you were at the high school. Uh, however many years ago, talking about getting, mm. you know, earning your walk, then then mm. let us know so we can put you two back in touch. But mm. it's likely not going to happen. However, mm. what an incredible illustration of the impact you can have on someone's life on a random Tuesday afternoon, right. at a, you know, at a high school assembly. So, mm. Michael, this has been such a... A joy. Where can people find you, or what should we look forward to next from you? Well, I've got um, about um, about four movies coming out. Oh, um, just four. Yeah. Uh, so there's a movie called Commando, and that's with myself and Mickey Rourke. And then there's, of course, Outlaw Johnny Black, and that's yes. with a lot of a uh, lot of. Um, stars in, in that movie uh there's uh i just finished a movie called come out fighting okay and, and that's a world war ii uh, drama and uh, uh <laughs> i'm sure there's a few others <laughs> yeah I, I i just tend to like forget because i just i'm always just looking ahead just look ahead just look but, ahead but yeah uh yeah, it's it, it'll come to me, but <laughs> there's a few more. Yeah. Well, well, we'll look for them. Are you on social media, Michael White? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm at um, official Michael Jai. Okay. On uh, on Instagram, and it's like hashtag Michael Jai White on I think everything else. You got it. Or the real Michael Jai White on on um, uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you know you know where to find him. I can't wait to um, to see what comes next, both on the big screen and out of your studio. It was so wonderful to have this time with you to hear your stories and um, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. This has been Success Stories with Kendra Hall. If you like what you're hearing, hit subscribe, drop us a review, and tell your friends. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, go to success.com slash podcasts.